Stu Does America. Oh, what a day, what a day. Get your anyone but Biden 2024 merch at studosmerch.com. Use the code STU10, you'll save 10%. And now, you asked for them. Well, my wife asked for them, and now we have them. Bumper stickers are available with the anyone but Biden 2024 uh, logo on it. Make sure to get them at studosmerch.com. If you're watching on YouTube, do the things. Like the video, subscribe to the channel, hit the bell for notifications. We appreciate it when you do that. Uh, it really does help the show. Dan Andrews is here uh, for an interview uh, that hopefully goes better than Aaron Rodgers' first game as a Jet. It's a day that ends in Y, which means someone in the world is an idiot and an environmentalist and is gluing themselves to something. That's just the way this works. But we start by doing the Biden impeachment inquiry. We're here. I mean, this has been a back and forth for a while. Kind of thought this would happen eventually. And now it has uh, House Speaker Kevin McCarthy announces final uh, formal impeachment inquiry against President Biden. Here's what he tweeted or exed. I am directing our House committees to open a formal impeachment inquiry to President Joe Biden. Over the past several months, House Republicans have uncovered serious and credible allegations into President Biden's conduct, a culture of corruption. Well, that's 100 percent true. We've covered a lot of that, and it's just kind of factual at this point, despite the constant denials by the mainstream media. Let's go through his announcement where he kind of starts off bringing us through at least a, a little tiny summary of what the evidence is against the president. Watch. Here's what we know so far. Through our investigations, we have found that President Biden did lie yeah. to the American people mm -hmm. about his own knowledge of his family's foreign business dealings. 100% proven. Eyewitnesses have testified that the president joined on multiple phone calls. True. And had multiple interactions. Dinners resulted in cars and millions of dollars. True. Into his son's and his son's business partners. That's all fact. There's no question on that stuff. We know that bank records show that nearly $20 million in payments were directed to the Biden family members and associates through various shale companies. Yeah, that looks proven as well. The Treasury Department alone has more than 150 transactions involving the Biden family and other business associates that were flagged as suspicious activity by U.S. banks. That's true. Even a trusted FBI informant has alleged a bribe to the Biden family. He did allege that, yes. Biden used his official office to coordinate with Hunter Biden's business partners about Hunter's role in Burisma, a Ukrainian energy company. Mm -hmm. Finally, despite these serious allegations, it appears that the president's family has been offered special treatment by Biden's own administration. Treatment that not otherwise would have received if they were not related to the president. Now, that's a summary. I wouldn't even say it touches upon some of the strongest evidence in this case that Joe Biden was included in this. Now, they talk about the money going to the family members, which, of course, is important. The way the mainstream media summarizes that over and over again, though, is that there's no direct payment to Joe Biden. And at least at this point, that seems to be true. It's just not important, right? When you have a bunch of money, if you, like if $20 million goes to uh, Hunter Biden and his other family members, and then they all give a bunch of that money to Joe Biden, they pay for whatever Joe Biden wants to do. 
And of course, they're also just them keeping it is what eventually would happen to this money anyway, because eventually Joe Biden is sadly going to pass away and he's going to hand his money over to the same people. This is there's no distinction here. This is just it's just happening right in front of our eyes. And of course, we have text messages from business associates that show this. We have all sorts of evidence that shows these connections and them complaining about these payments to Joe Biden from family members. Like if you have the payment going to the family member and then you have the family member saying, I'm annoyed I have to keep giving our dad money. I don't know. Like, that's not a stretch to say that there's evidence in that case. Um, Now, of course, uh, it's not every piece of evidence that's needed. I think there's still a lot more to learn. And the good thing about launching an impeachment inquiry, we'll we'll talk about some of the potential negatives uh, later on. But the good thing, one of the good things about it, is you have increased investigatory powers. You're able to get to more information, information so far that they've been stonewalled on. Kevin McCarthy talked about what is next in this process. These are allegations of abuse of power, obstruction, and corruption. And they warrant further investigation by the House of Representatives. That's why today I am directing our House committee to open a formal impeachment inquiry into President Joe Biden. This logical next step will give our committees the full power to gather all the facts and answers for the American public. That's exactly what we want to know, the answers. I believe the president would want to answer these questions and allegations as well. You're going to be surprised to hear he does not. You were wrong on that one. See, I I told you, I gave him credit in the first part where he listed the evidence out and it was all true. That one, not so much. Joe Biden does not want to answer these questions by any means. He doesn't want anything to do with this. And of course, you know, you look at this and you say, well, what can they do? First of all, let's back up a little bit. This is the result of you going to the polls uh, back in November. This is what you got out of that. You've been able to block a bunch of stuff that Biden wanted to do, which has been nice. And you get these investigatory powers, which have revealed enough evidence to launch this impeachment inquiry. This is kind of the main thing you get when you have a House that is Republican, when you have a Democratic Senate and a Democratic president. You're not going to get much more than that. You're not going to be able to pass any laws. But what you can do is try to hold people accountable that are in the midst of a massive corruption scandal. And that scandal is real. Uh, There's no question about it. This is not just some made up Republican thing. This is uh, something that has risen above that. And I will say at the beginning, I had my doubts whether they'd ever get to this much information. I was sort of skeptical uh, if you go back a few years. Now, Peter Schweizer's book uh, laid out very well uh, a bunch of the uh, different pieces of corruption uh, he was able to find when uh, Joe Biden was vice president. And he called him the most corrupt vice president in our history. There was always a lot of evidence here. But it didn't seem like it was going to amount to anything because it was not you were not able to grasp Americans attention. And that is something that is part of this process and part of this decision to go forward with this. It's not just a legal proceeding. It's more than that. And we'll talk about that here in a little bit. First, let's talk uh, here from Andrew Andrew McCarthy about uh, the idea that this is a big decision. And this decision is something that is not only important for the Republican Party, but also for the country. Watch. I do not make this decision lightly. And regardless of your party or who you voted for, these facts should concern all Americans. The American people deserve to know that the public offices are not for sale. 
and that the federal government is not being used to cover up the actions of a politically associated family. Now, I would encourage the President and his team to fully cooperate with this investigation in the interests of transparency. We are committed to getting the answers for the American public. Nothing more, nothing less. We will go wherever the evidence takes us. So, first of all, we should just be upfront with this. There is very, very little chance they start an impeachment inquiry and do not go forward with an impeachment vote. Yes, I believe they will take the evidence where it goes, but unless they find, I mean, unless there's something that disproves this narrative in some way, I think they believe already they have enough to go ahead with this or they would not launch it in the first place. Uh, they will find more information through this process. And I think it's important that they do. I mean, look, it's not just about whether you can find enough to make a legal case. You need to go farther than that. Now, let's look at the reaction of this, and then we'll get into the decision and the ramifications of the decision. Matt Gates uh, came out and said, when Speaker McCarthy makes his announcement in moments, remember that, uh, remember that as I pushed him for weeks, Kilmeade said that I was, uh, that's Brian Kilmeade of Fox News, speaking into the wind on impeachment. Turns out the wind may be listening. I, I, you know, I, I just, look, I don't get it. Right. I, do you need to brag? Uh, I, I don't know. I guess everyone feels the need to do that. By the way, he, you know, Gates doesn't like McCarthy. We know that. He came out and said immediately that he wants him to be thrown out right after this was happening. He came out and said he wanted to remove him as speaker, not because of the impeachment, which he apparently agreed with, but because he was not leading, uh, living up to the agreement that got him the House speakership in the first place. Now, that's probably true. I will say, uh, you know, one of his complaints was no votes on term limits, and I'm 100% with him on that. We do need to vote on that. Um, but, you know, the, look, there's just, it's a bunch of big, uh, big egos and personalities there now. And I feel like at times people get elected for reasons I don't understand. Like, I don't know why you want to get into this business. If you want to be a talk show host, just be a talk show host. Right. Like, I think that, that we get a lot of people sometimes that just want to be talk show hosts. Marjorie Taylor Greene uh, said uh, she said she's now in a fight with Matt Gates about this correction. My friend, I introduced articles of impeachment against Joe Biden for his corrupt business dealings in Ukraine and China. Well, he was vice president on his very first day of all, in office. You wouldn't co-sponsor those. And I had to drag you kicking and screaming to get you to co-sponsor my articles on the border. Who's really been making the push? Well, I guess we just have to all fight about who gets credit for this. I don't know. Like, isn't there that saying about, like, don't worry about who's getting credit for things and you'll accomplish a lot more? I, I think that's I'm butchering the cliche, but I do think it's pretty true. Um, now, if you think that that reaction was, uh, you know, look a little too high minded for a particular show, let me give you the dolty, idiotic response from uh, Senator from Pennsylvania, Herman Munster. Asking about this news that uh, Speaker McCarthy has formally launched an impeachment inquiry, has said he's going to. Oh my God! Really? Oh my gosh! You know? Oh, it's devastating. <laughs> Ooh! Don't do it! Please don't do it! Oh no! Oh no! Good God! We are just. I, I, sometimes I just feel like we should just unplug the machine and just watch the country sink into the ocean. It might be a, a more peaceful way to go than this. Unbelievable. By the way, the only sensible commentary seemingly after the, all of this was from Roseanne. 
who said it's been a real long time since impeachment inquiries looked into an actual real corruption from an actually corrupt president. Should be interesting. Here's hoping Biden doesn't delete 33,000 emails under a subpoena or claim any of uh, his Robert L. Peters like pseudonyms were typos. Getting corrupt politicians to face justice is 10 times harder than jailing innocent ones for upsetting those same criminals by being popular with the working class. Look, I mean, what do you expect? I, I like I don't. Why is Roseanne making more sense than actual elected officials? I don't know. But the point here is that this is a big decision for the Republicans. And you might say, well, uh, no, it's obvious. Uh, obviously, Joe Biden is corrupt. And that's true. I, I, I don't have I am way beyond the point where I was skeptical or doubtful that they would come up with enough information to make a real case here. The case has been made, and we, maybe we should go through and make a, a, a very easy-to-understand graphic about how, just a quick one-pager, on just to understand exactly the type of evidence that exists out there, because I think at this point, the American people don't know. They, they, they are judging this based on their feelings, right? We saw this with the Trump stuff, with the indictments. There are four indictments on Donald Trump that are widely different in the quality of the case against Donald Trump, the amount of evidence they have, the accusation and the seriousness of that accusation. I mean, I think everybody seems to agree the New York one, which was the first indictment, is by far the weakest and least consequential. However, when you poll on the American people, what's the quality of of these four cases? They're almost identical in what people think as far as guilt and innocence. Why? Well, they've made up their mind on Donald Trump. Most people, unfortunately, at this point think he's guilty. Will Donald Trump be able to disprove that? I mean, he's got an opportunity to do that, and he needs to make that case to the American people. It's not going to be easy because people don't listen anymore. They don't look at this stuff. They don't understand the information. They don't care what the information is. You do. But you're different. I was telling Glenn this off the air today. I'm like, I I love you guys. You're great. And the radio audience is the same awesome people. We've met so many of you over the years and you're great. But I do think at times uh, some people in the audience don't connect that they're better than everybody else. Like people aren't like you. They don't read all the stuff. They don't care about the facts. They are totally off in la-la land, thinking about what did Ashton Kutcher say today, right? Like, that's where they are. And actually, that's very interesting. We should get into that at some point. But beyond that, we are at a point where the American people are not doing the Ben Franklin thing. Uh, Republic, if you can keep it. Are you going to be engaged in this process? Most people aren't. They come up with their teams and they judge. And they've done this to Donald Trump, fairly or unfairly. Most of them have made up their judgment. What's interesting about the the Biden part of this is those same things without the information, without the evidence, they've started to gather up this corruption narrative, this story, which is a true narrative, by the way, not a manufactured one, a true narrative that that Joe Biden is massively corrupt. And they've started to internalize that. That's incredibly important. We've talked about this before in previous uh, elections. You can't just have a scandal. You have to have a scandal that reinforces a previously held belief. 
That is an incredibly important part of all of this. A scandal doesn't sink a candidate if people don't believe it's true. You know, people don't believe that Donald Trump is a rapist, for example. So the, the, the rapist accusation of him in a department store doesn't move the needle at all. Because, look, most people either think Donald Trump's a bad guy for other reasons, or they like him and they don't think he was walking around raping people in the women's lingerie section. So, like, it just doesn't have any impact. With Joe Biden, with Hillary Clinton, it was that was already set. That narrative was set of her corruption. So when there was additional investigations, when the FBI came out and said, hey, this is real, 10 days before an election, that set into place a lot of people changing their vote. The same thing very well may have happened if the Hunter Biden laptop was truly investigated before the 2020 election, but it wasn't. And so now it has been, and people have internalized this idea that Joe Biden is not Mr. Nice Grandpa, but actually a really corrupt guy. If the Republicans can present this as a really clear narrative, a really clear storyline to people, then understand, hey, this money went here, these, these people were paid, this was done for that money, these text messages prove it. If you can present that and say, here are the witnesses, here are the people that were best friends with Hunter Biden, that started companies with Hunter Biden that are now saying all of this stuff is true. If they could present that in a concise and, and, and understandable fashion, there's a chance this will set uh, in stone for people. And that narrative will, will be set in stone for them. And it might do enough to, A, uh, defeat Donald Trump in a 2020 election, even if Donald Trump is the nominee, which might be difficult, but is still possible, especially if the negatives of Trump are canceled out by these negatives of Biden. It also might make uh, Joe Biden's approval go so low that they bail on him as a candidate. I mean, that's possible, too. Might not be good news because Joe Biden's a really weak candidate, but it's at least possible. All of this is part of the, of the upside of a decision like this. There is a downside, though. Right. If, if the American people believe this is just partisan politics, if they believe that it's just you're going after this guy because now everyone impeaches everyone and you don't really have anything and it's not really real, this could backfire. There's an argument to be made that it did backfire on Republicans in the 90s with Bill Clinton. I don't know if that's entirely true, but it's sort of like a uh, I don't know at this point. It's just settled science to most people. We can go into that, maybe we will, in the coming weeks as we dive deeper and deeper into the analysis of this. But there's really not just one question here when you're thinking about starting an impeachment inquiry. There's two. The first one is, do you have the goods? And I think the answer to that one here is yes. I think they do have the goods here. I think there is real problems, and I think they have lots of evidence to back it up. I think they will be able to present a case that is to anyone who wants to listen, uh, convincing. Now, whether they will accomplish that or not is a question of Republican competence. And, you know, that's always up in the air, but we'll see on that one. The second question is, is it a political, political tactic that will help you in, in some pragmatic way, right? You're, you're not just judging whether he did these things. You're judging whether it's going to help you get him out of office, get your guy into office, get Republicans elected. This is a political question at its heart. And that question is up in the air. We don't know what the effects of this is. It, it is actually risky. It's a risky proposition here. It could wind up backfiring. But at the end of the day, if the president of the United States is involved in massive corruption, we need to know about it. We need to have this investigation. We need to hold him accountable if that is what happened. And I got to be honest with you, I think it is what happened. 
This is, I think, a uh, it rises to the case where this is the right thing to do. It's not without risk, but I'm also one of those people, and I think you might be the same way. At the end of the day, if you make a decision based on real facts, based on holding someone accountable for a crime, based on some, holding someone accountable for unethical behavior, even if at the end of the day it doesn't work out politically, it may very well still be the right thing to do. All you can do is can control what you can control. And this is one of those things that Republicans can control. If they have this information, if they have this evidence, they should go forward with this. And as we heard from Kevin McCarthy, they are going forward with the inquiry part of it. Will they get to a place where they actually work up articles of impeachment? The answer is almost certainly yes. This is a reality for no matter really what party is, is going to be in power. If Donald Trump gets elected, he's going to be impeached again. If the Democrats get control, if Ron DeSantis is in office, he's probably going to have the same fate at some point. This is just the reality of our politics right now. But if the truth is, if the underlying truth is holding someone who is responsible for criminal behavior accountable, I say go for it. Let me tell you about Bambi. With Bambi, you can get access to your own dedicated HR manager starting at just 99 bucks a month. That is, that's, that's a huge savings. Uh, they're available by phone, by email, real-time chat. So onboarding, terminations, all that stuff runs smoothly. Team members reach peak performance and your business stays compliant with changing HR regulations. Plus, you don't have to worry about it or do it. So that's, that's really good, too. Uh, with Bambi's HR Autopilot, you will automate important HR practices like setting policies, uh, training, feedback. HR managers can co easily cost 80 grand a year, but Bambi starts at $99 a month. Now, if you do the math on that, it's less than 80 grand a year by a lot. You should think about this. If you have a small business, even just a, you know, where you have just a few employees, this is worth it. 99 bucks a month to not have to deal with this. It's awesome. Uh, schedule your free con uh, conversation today to see how uh, much Bambi can take off of your plate. And the answer is probably a lot. Go to Bambi.com right now and type stew under the podcast uh, logo there when you uh, sign up. It'll really help the show. B-A-M-B-E-E.com. Bambi.com. Type in stew under podcast because that's how they know. You like this stupid show. It's Bambi, B-A-M-B-E-E.com. All right, I'm joined now by Dan Andros, managing editor, CBN News, host of CBN's Quick Start podcast, which you can subscribe to now wherever you get your podcasts. Dan, thanks for coming on the program. Oh, thanks for having me. Let's start. We were just talking about the whole impeachment thing, kind of a big day in American history. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it's amazing where we are right now. Give me your sort of 50,000 foot view of this. Well, it's it's you say where we are right now. We we are at a place now where impeachments are just run of the mill. I mean, is anyone even like is everyone like shocked like we were during the Clinton days when there was an impeachment? It's like, wow, this is so rare. It just feels like this is going to happen every time now. But the thing that makes me laugh, Stu, when I look at the media coverage right now of this as I'm scanning through it today, I read a BBC article and I got to get the sentence right because uh, <laughs> they said here, you know, they list all the things that McCarthy said that he was doing and looking for. And they said, well, they found no evidence of, mis of misconduct by Mr. Biden, which I found that tone to be quite comical after... After what they did with Trump, right, I'm sure we could find a million examples of how they were like, this is it, the smoking gun. 
on Trump when, of course, there was no evidence there. But also, at the same time, Stu, definitely nothing shady going on with the with the Bidens at all. Like, I don't see anything that looks a little bit weird. Do you? Uh, like just Hunter Biden going around just with crack and hookers and he happens to be in the same countries and making millions of dollars for no reason and then has text messages about the big guy that the money's going to? Uh, all, no evidence of anything, Stu. I can't. The BBC is just like, nah, well, man, nothing to see here, guys. Let's move on. I don't know. Five years ago, I feel like maybe that was an OK statement. Like, OK, we see that Hunter's done some stuff, but like we don't have any direct ties to Joe. As you point out, we have tons of direct ties now to Joe. I don't understand how this is still happening. I mean, they text messages, as you point out. Uh, from uh, Hunter and other family members saying not only uh, are they taking in a bunch of money, but also sending half or 10 percent, depending on which text message you're talking about, to Joe. Uh, there's a text message between two of Hunter Biden's associates where they talk about that they're not allowed to mention Joe in messages with Hunter because you have to do that stuff in person because they, they're very sensitive on that topic. We have Joe in front of the Ukrainian, uh, in front of the uh, Council of Foreign Relations talking about how he withheld aid for this particular guy. And then we have all the discussions behind the scenes on the other side where they were like, we need to get this particular guy out because he's coming after us. All this stuff is on the table. And yet they act as if none of it exists, just hoping people won't look. And man, I got to say, I think there's a good chance they're right on that. I think there's a good chance that partisanship was going to overwhelm no matter how much evidence there is here. Yeah. And it's just we are entering that phase. You, you asked for my, you know, 30,000 foot view here. Nothing matters. I mean, you just <laughs> right now you just retreat into your corner and you just shout the narrative and the mainstream media is just going to ho-hum this to death. Yeah. And it's really funny. I mean, do it every day. I challenge you out there watching to go to Fox, you know, once a day. I mean, obviously you're on the blaze, so do that. Mm -hmm. But but go to like the Fox News and then go to CNN. Two different universes. I mean, just completely different universes. It's like, oh, well, we're going to go to Mars over here and then we're going to go to Pluto over here. I mean, it's just it's like really tribal right now yeah. and it's just hard to feel like you're getting the truth from the mainstream sources yeah i mean you go to uh, look at the vietnam trip that biden was on all these flubs all these mess ups he says he wants to have a nap in the middle of a press conference and the new york that times was... story it was like <laughs> look at these accomplishments on this trip to vietnam it was an incredible trip and you got all this accomplished it's like what world are you living in i mean everyone everyone sees this you can't cover it up and i think they think we're still in an era where if you push your mainstream media narrative, you can cover it up. But I don't think it's working. I mean, I think the American people look at Biden and really do well, realize the same things we do. I mean, we're going to find out. I mean, if, we're, if I'm in the middle of this interview and I just go, well, you know what, Stu, that's a good point about Biden. But I got, I'm going to bed. I don't know about you. And then I stare for five minutes like, uh, <laughs> are we, are, would people not be concerned about me? I mean, maybe you don't care about me out there, but You'd be like, hey, wait a minute. Is he OK? Yeah. But with the president, we're just like, ah, stop it. Let's just focus on the accomplishments, everyone. Uh, it's, it's really unbelievable. It is amazing. And I want to go back to your initial point, too, on this. I, you know, we've been you know, we've known each other basically our whole lives. But we've started working together and talking about politics going back to the Clinton impeachment. And I remember yeah. going through that thinking this is. 
American history. We're in the middle of covering American history right now. Who knows what's going to happen? Now we've had three impeachments in like, what, four years? Like this is going to happen over and over and over again. And I do think there's something here with Biden, but I don't know that it wouldn't matter if there was. If there was anything even close uh, that they could yeah. pull the trigger on, I think they'd do it because, look, the, the Democrats have crossed a line that I don't think can be uncrossed here. Yeah, and it's it's a shame. And then the fact that we're going to you know, keep doing it and you're going to see it on this side, you're, you're right. It's Because when there is a legitimate reason, it's, it's not going to be viewed that way. It's the same thing with the Trump indictments, right? Like nobody, I don't know that there are very many people other than hardcore Democrats who are just salivating to have Donald Trump locked up. I don't know that there's very many people out there that think, wow, this is just on the up and up and they happen to have all this evidence and they ha- just got a bunch of indictments together. Like, clearly this is political targeting. And I, I don't know that there are that many people that view it. So it's, it's really a bizarre time because when there is something actually serious that needs to be you know, prosecuted, no one's going to believe it. Mm, it's, it's very, very true. I, I, I feel like we've lost total control of this. Um, now, this, of course, might be a, a bad day for the White House and what they have to deal with here, though they are doing much better than Jets fans. <laughs> I mean, in an, I mean, I have friends who are Jets fans. I, I, it's, it's almost impossible to feel worse for them at this point. <laughs> I mean, here they bring in this four-time MVP quarterback. He's playing in his first game. He plays four plays, Aaron Rodgers, and tears his Achilles. He's out for the season. All of this hype, all the hard knocks, all of it leads up to this. I mean, I just, I, I feel like there's got to be a bunch of bridges in New York where people are jumping off of it today. Oh, I mean, look, as a longtime Redskins fan myself, <laughs> I I can sympathize with, with the long drought of nothingness happening in New York land. And then you're finally excited. And it just comes crashing down so fast. I mean, it's just it, it's just very Jetonian, I guess, is, <laughs> is the only way you could put it. Oh, God, it was tough to watch. I mean, it was really tough to watch. Uh, you, you feel terrible for them and you feel terrible for Aaron Rodgers, who, I mean, makes this big decision. Yeah. Although, I don't know, the 40 million bucks a year would probably make it feel a little bit better. Eh, he'll be all right. You know, he'll, he'll be, be all right. All right. Um, you mentioned the Redskins, though, uh, you know, uh, which, by the way, I still call them the Redskins. I will always call them the Redskins. Screw the Commanders. I yep. honestly we're more comfortable with the uh, with the football team, the Washington football team, than name. the Commanders. Yeah. Um, it seems like they might change the name again from the Commanders and go with something else. There's new ownership there, but really there is an actual movement to try to get them to bring back the Redskins name. As we've pointed out on the show a million times, it was not a hateful uh, uh, team name. They did not, they're not slurring uh, Native Americans as the coach of the team at the time they made the decision was a Native American. This was meant to honor them. Uh, I mean, you were a Redskins fan for our entire childhood. What do you make of this? Well, it's, it's honestly, it's the consequences of progressive ideology. In the name of equality and inclusion, you champion something like this. And my question for everyone out there in America today is who is the real racist to if we get judged by results? They're always calling Republicans racist and they just want to hang on to this name and it's racist. It's only Republicans that want to do it. Well, let's look at the results here. Okay, you had I grew up a Redskins fan and I loved the logo and the helmet and the the imagery, the iconic imagery of the Redskins franchise. And I loved Native Americans 
partly because of that. I just, it was, it's awesome. It was a great image that just the, the whole, the color scheme, everything. I just, you know, fell in love with it. So now that's completely deleted, right? So if you're a kid today and you're, you know, five, six, seven years old, and you're starting to get in sports or whatever about like when I was, you're not going to grow up. You're not going to know anything about Native Americans. Be, at least, you know, you're not going to have your interest sparked by this football team or you're not going to have a love for that imagery you know, fostered from a young age because of this football team, they're gonna have to find it somewhere else. So what you've done as a progressive is you've deleted this representation. Mm. And it's not just like a high school team or something. This is a NFL team. This is the biggest sports league probably on the planet. And you had one of those teams representing your people and now you got deleted. Now, how do you feel? Is anyone listening to you now? Um, so it was just an unbelievable cell phone backfire, whatever you want to call it. And it makes you wonder, why am I being called the racist when you're deleting them out there? And as you said, the name, and certainly not the logo. It's an actual native American. <laughs> what are you offended by the native? Oh no, get that native American off of my screen. I can't look at that. What? Who's the racist? I like that image. Yeah. It's an actual guy. Yeah, and you know, it's it, it really was. It was something that you looked at like here are here's a really distinguished figure, right? That's the way you looked at the Redskins logo. This was not a it was not a I mean like you look at like some of the Indians logos from back of the day. They're Chief Wahoo. Right, you know, it was right. a little goofy. I still don't think it was hateful, but it was at least goofy. The the, the Redskins logo was a distinguished logo. It was it was, a, it, was it was someone who was brave and and accomplished and, and, and had wisdom. I mean, that was wisdom and power. Here's a thing where they reverse that now. And, and, and Dan, the details on this are interesting because people think of the Redskins, well, they're just saying, well, just like if they call them the yellow skins, they've been talking about Asian people or something like that. That's not the history of this at all, is it? No, there is a tribe, and I'm forgetting which the tribe name off the top of my head, but there was a tribe that painted themselves their skin red with red paint. And so then they got the nickname Redskins from that. And this was something that they self-identified with. Many Native Americans, that's what they did. Early writings in the 1800s sympathetically wrote about Redskins. And mm. then, you know, of course, you have some people later on that, like, are writing things negative about Redskins, but they're just using the name. Like, you wouldn't change the name because some idiot called, like, if I say, you know, this, if I start saying the, you know, Stu does America and I'm but I'm cr criticizing you. Would you then go ah, Well, we got to change the name now of the show because this <laughs> hater started using my name. Like, no, you wouldn't do that. It's not like America turned into this thing where they're using this as a. No. Did you ever hear anyone ever in your life go, oh, let's get these Redskins out of here. Like never not, not once. once. I've never heard it used in a disparaging way in my entire life, it, with the exception of people saying the Redskins suck. They're four and 12, right? Like that well, I've heard, but I've right, never heard anyone. Redskins fans said that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it was mostly from you, actually. Uh, that's yeah, pretty much probably, what I yeah. By the way, the uh, commander's owner, because they did change ownership from Daniel Snyder to Josh Harris. Yeah. Uh, he was asked and about Magic this. Johnson. And Magic Johnson's involved as well. They said, you know, will you uh, consider this? Because remember, the polling was showed 80, 90% of Native Americans found it to be a good symbol, not a bad one. Uh, but he said the sh that ship has sailed. So as of right now, it does not look like they're going to change to that. They may change to something else. And I think, Dan, you're off, you're off the ship here unless uh, unless they go back to Redskins, right? we got about 30 it's seconds. Tough. Well, well, I'm back a little bit because I really mostly didn't like Dan Snyder. He's the one who changed the name. So mm. I'm like kind of 
dipping my toes back in the water because you can't I mean, you can't just I've found that you can't just delete uh, all your whole history of fandom. and it, it doesn't just go away. But it is, I'm not I'm not going to call them the commanders. I'm just not doing that. No, so, no, that's not happening. Well, now they're named but, after uh, the bad guys on Handmaid's Tale. So I don't know why well, yeah. that's better because it seems like no. a really bad thing. The commanders who took over the Native Americans in the American Indian Wars. There you go. Good job, guys. <laughs> Good job, everybody. Just clap for yourself. Dan Andrews, managing editor <laughs> at CBN News. Be sure to check him out on the Quick Start podcast from CBN. It's a great podcast. You hear it every morning. Dan, thanks so much for coming on the program. All right. Thanks a lot. I don't know if you've been through it yet, but buying and selling a home, it can be really, really rough. It's a lot of work. It's a lot of stress. If it goes well, it feels great because you get a great home and maybe you get a great price. If you happen to lock in an interest rate a few years ago, you probably really love that purchase. Uh, but if you're changing homes now, you got to make sure you're doing the right thing for you and your family and you need the best agent on your side of the transaction. So many people uh, don't look for an agent when they're buying. You've got to have an agent when you're buying on your side. And of course, when you're selling, you absolutely need one as well. It's not just about paperwork. It's about knowing the market. It's about making sure you have someone you can trust so that you're willing to make, you know, shake their hand and say, this is going to be a good deal. You're going to understand who these people are and that they know uh, the, the area, they know the market, and they have the best performance. How do you get that person? Realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. Check it out today. It's a free service to you. Realestateagentsitrust.com. And now it's time for another edition of Idiots Gluing Themselves to Things. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite segments on this program. Why? I don't know. I think it's funny. I just really do. Uh, so this has been a trend now for a while where environmentalists have their dumb cause. And the way they try to get attention for that dumb cause is by gluing themselves to something. Usually a public event. They get kind of in the way. They disrupt everything. People hate them for it. And like they already hated these anno these annoying environmentalists, but now they really hate them because they screw up everybody's day. Um, so we have a new case of this. This happened, by the way, in the U.S. Open, which if you watch the U.S. Open at all, uh, first of all, you had to be berated by 50 years of equal pay all over the court. It's like, hey, sh so what? Here's an instance where people like the women's sport, so you should be paying them equal, right? But when they don't like it, like the NBA, then you don't pay them equally. That's how this is supposed to work. It's a free market. Anyway, um, so uh, this dolt uh, came out and he was uh, he's going to get charged, get criminal charges now uh, because he delayed the U.S. Open. Um, let's look at uh, some of the footage of this. Um, and this is this is what it looked like, by the way. This is one of the guys. He glued his bare feet to the concrete. Uh, that sounds terrible. Again, these people keep there's not that's a lot of foot pain to go through to try to get people to end fossil fuels. Do we have any of the uh, actual footage of this? Let's, let's watch him being removed. There he is, uh, being taken out. Everyone hated him, of course. It was delayed the match for like an hour. And this is when the, the you know U.S. teenager who wound up winning at Coco Golf, uh, she's 19, won the U.S. Open. People hate, hated this guy because almost screwed up one of her matches. Uh, but everyone was just yelling F you to him as he walked down, which I think is an appropriate response to any environmentalist. Um, now, of course, the good news for the environmentalist is he did wind up ending fossil fuels. Yeah, they're all gone now. Uh, so he was successful here, but his feet really hurt in the process. I'm getting a 
some news. Apparently, fossil fuels still exist, so protests didn't do anything. Uh, let's talk about Vladimir Putin. He's uh, wonderful. He called uh, the U.S. dollar's drop in dominance uh, objective and irreversible. During the recent BRICS summit, this is in South Africa, we got Brazil, Russia, India, China, and South Africa agreeing to use local currencies instead of the U.S. dollar. This is potentially the first uh, shoe to drop. And as demand for the dollar weakens, the buying power of the dollar weakens. That's your pocketbook, your wallet. That's why Birch Gold Group is busier than ever. Investors and savers are looking to harness the power of physical gold held in a tax-sheltered IRA. Text Stu to the number 989898 for your free info kit on gold, thousands of happy customers, an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and countless five-star reviews. You can get uh, Birch Gold to help you navigate transitioning to an existing IRA or 401k uh, into an IRA in gold. Why not check this out? Get the information. As the U.S. dollar continues to receive pressure from foreign countries, Gold could be the answer for you and your family. Text Stu to the number 989898. Claim your free info kit now from Birch Gold. It's Stu to the number 989898. Claim your free info kit now from Birch Gold. So a Virginia Democratic House candidate had some interesting background uh, to her candidacy. She presents herself as this mom with a, uh, you know, she's a health care worker and you should elect her right now she's trying to be uh, she's going for the Dem- democratic house um and uh amazingly she actually was doing all sorts of porn videos online now look <laughs> I, I mean i guess like you could you know you want to do this i guess go ahead but i i will say there are ramifications to this right like if you go and put yourself online having sex with randos and i don't know if it was random people i know she was i think it was her husband at one point she was all sorts of wonderful things she was promising to people who would give give her money. Like, I guess money's the upside there, right? Like, you're getting some free money. On the downside, it's going to be hard to keep that from people if you want to run for a Democratic House seat, right? Like, that's going to be kind of an issue. Now, she did this publicly. She gave this away. They, these videos were all out there. She was proud of them. But now she's not proud of them anymore. And she has... It's so ridiculous because... The way this has been presented by much of the media was to basically say, hey, uh, they have, you know, Republicans are seizing on this poor woman who uh, they've uh, they've leaked the videos. The New York Times said they leaked videos. They didn't leak videos. She posted them online. That's not that's not a video leak of a sex tape. That's you posting the sex tape online. Uh, Listen to some of this. In a written statement, uh, the candidate, whose last name is Gibson, she called the exposure of the videos an illegal invasion of my privacy. What the hell are you talking about? You posted them online. That's not it's no one hacked into your phone for this stuff. She says it won't intimidate me and it won't silence me. My political opponents and their Republican allies have proven they're willing to commit a sex crime to attack me and my family. You are the one that committed the sex crime on yourself by posting them. That's. That's how this happened. I mean, there was a lot of kind of crazy stuff in the videos and what she was promising to people, including all sorts of stuff I don't want to say on the air. A lawyer for Gibson said disseminating the videos constitutes a violation of the state's revenge porn law. No, it's if revenge porn is like you send a video to your significant other and they post it after you break up. That's revenge porn. You posting on a public website for tokens. That's not the way this works. Uh, But we will follow the story as closely as I can possibly stomach.
So my wife says, I love the anyone but Biden T-shirt, but like I need a sticker for my car. I was like, yeah, that's a good point. So we made some. Uh, they're available now. StuDoesMerch.com. Use the code Stu10. You'll save 10%. The anyone but Biden 24 bumper sticker available right now. Get one.